are back with another episode of Nitty Gritty. And just in case you were wondering, we are live at Bam Bam's Barbecue, Studio A, Lot C. (laughs) (laughs) Or just Cameron's office. Or just Cameron's Whatever. But we had Courtney Rich with us today, and you're going to know her better, obviously, as at Cake, not with an S. Yeah. At Cake by Courtney. Cake by Courtney, one at a time. Low and slow, just like my barbecue. She brought us some presents. I love the guests are bringing us presents now. Th- this is the advantage of having a uh, overweight co-host, <laughs> Andrew. Um, you know, when they look at us, they're like, you know, I'm going to bring in a. Uh, oh, I it was going to be a really funny joke. I messed it up. <laughs> thigh master. I'm going to bring a thigh master in for Andrew because he looks like he works out, and I'm going to bring in some cookies or cakes, some cake for Cameron, right? And uh, so you're welcome. Thank you. These cakes were amazing. They just yes, kind of sat were. and stared at us for like half the episode and then we finally ate them. But this was awesome. Courtney's story is incredible. She started her career doing TV and media consulting. She basically ran focus groups yep. all over the nation. Yeah, all the TV television personalities, shows. shows, all that kind of stuff. Pretty cool. No baking background, no culinary background. Baked her first cake 10 years ago and now yep. she's at, done stuff for Oprah, Kelly Clarkson, Good Morning America, Today Show. Just to name a few. Yeah, it's a great listen. I mean, just a total passion story, right? Oh, yeah. She was awesome. And just like everything talks about, just you got to do something and you got to get started with it. So we hope you like this episode. Check us out. We'll have the behind the scenes of the episode on Instagram at Nitty Gritty Show. And if you enjoy it, like, rate, review, subscribe. Say nice things. We are so appreciated. We love validation. (laughs) Now let's get down to the nitty gritty. All right. Welcome to this week's Nitty Gritty. We are here with Courtney Rich, and she brought fantastic treats that we are going to try probably while we talk because I'm not going to be able to look at those without eating them. This we need whole episode. to tell the, the, the audience her real name. It's 2019. You're not known by your real name anymore. That's true. This is Cake by Courtney. Cake by Courtney. (laughs) Yes. Cake by Courtney Rich is here. Cake by Courtney Rich. That's funny. Uh, You guys, I was listening to your interview with my friend Anna. Oh, yeah. By the way, I know you're most excited about her interview. I caught that at the very beginning, by the way. (laughs) I was hoping you would maybe say that about mine, but it's fine. Maybe afterwards you'll be like, that was our favorite now that we've had the cake. I don't want to sound fatter than I already look. (laughs) So if I say I'm most excited about you being here. It's not looking good for me. And don't worry, we haven't done the intro yet. We'll record the intro after where okay. we'll put that in. So maybe that will be revised. <laughs> but at Anna's house, anytime she says Courtney, the kids say cake pie. And I just <laughs> love it. That's what the kids know you yeah, by. Yeah, that's what they know me <laughs> by. Social media gurus yeah. children right there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Totally makes make sense. <laughs> Got to so, go by the tagline. How do you know Anna? Before we kind of jump in. Uh, we met in an airport in Phoenix, actually. We were both out there for work. Wow. And I had followed all her accounts, her sure. 10, 100, I think she's at right now. And uh, I think I introduced myself quickly. And then we like met again at another event and have just become good friends. And she's amazing. She's awesome. So. She, she lectured me the other night. At, I went and helped out with uh, Abby Ayer's cookbook uh-huh. launch yeah, thing. And yeah. she was there and she's like, where's your social? Why aren't you doing your stories? I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. And then as I'm leaving the party, long story short, she's like, okay, I'll be watching. Yeah, waiting oh for it. Oh my gosh. So that's why when he started doing the video with you, I'm just like, eat your heart out, Anna. Yeah. Look, <laughs> there, we're doing it. We're doing it. So it's She'll cool that so she cares, proud. right? Yeah. It's awesome. She does. She's awesome. 
So Courtney, what is your, where did cakes come from? I mean, has it always been something in your family? No, no. Um, baking, yeah. Like being in the kitchen and hanging out with my family. It's good memories. We did a lot of that. Um, and I always loved it. I mean, the kitchen is just some of my favorite memories with my family. It's changed a lot since my parents' divorce, but it's still kind of the gathering place for everyone. Um, no, I mean, I grew up playing sports and and just, you know, whatever. There was never this dream of I'm going to be like a cake guru one day. Right. Um, I did broadcast journalism at BYU a long time ago, and I got into media consulting right away. So I worked at a station for a second, um, got into consulting. So I got into like the research side of media and I've focus done that. Groups? Focus groups. Yeah. I went around the country until this year, 2019, moderating focus groups really? for television shows. Yeah. Um, and talent and websites and apps. And I was uh, doing it full time for about four years until I had my son, Weston, who just turned 11 and then um, started freelancing after that. My company wanted to keep me on in some capacity. And so as I've moved around from Santa Monica, well, from Utah, from BYU to Santa Monica to uh, we were in Switzerland for four months. I took oh. maybe a little break there. And then we were in San Francisco and here and I just kept doing it. I loved it. We, it was a new project every city we went to. Um, and I got to travel the country and it was like crazy hours. I'd fly out sometimes on a red eye. So it was the last flight out for so I could be with my son and my husband and sure. then had Avery six years ago. Um, and then I'd get in a cab, go to a focus group facility, run a couple focus groups on a new show, hear about it, fly out that night or the next morning to the next city, and four cities in four days, three cities in three days, just wow. like run like crazy. But I'd only do a couple a month um, and take on projects I wanted to, and right. it was fun. Like I, so I what, loved it. What was your choice of project? Uh, I love doing the focus groups for new pilots, oh, so okay. new television shows and talent testing. Were you really pretty fun. good at being able to pick out which ones were going to get picked up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But pilots? Like, yeah, yeah. Really? We, well, I mean, you can kind of tell after seeing so many, you need to have like a great um, character build. You've got to have a great storyline. But character is like most important. If you right. can get people to fall in love with your characters and their stories, then you've got them hooked. Even if you have got... Because you can always make changes really to sure. like a storyline, right? But you've got to have those characters that they can fall in love with and for root sure. for and then people that they hate. Like, so there's so many, <laughs> I did like talk shows, worked on Jimmy Kimmel. We worked on a lot of ABC stuff, um, cable network stuff. And so it was different all the time, even though right. it was kind of the same thing that I would go and do, but it makes like a moderator, like good or bad. <laughs> good question, I, I've never, right? never seen one. So I started with this company when I was 22. Um, and by 23, I was doing my first, focus group and my boss was just like I think you'd be good at this um, and so they just threw me into it maybe some of the broadcast background from college I like to talk no but you've got to be able to control a room there's usually sure. 10 to 12 people in the room and you can't let Cameron talk about everything right <laughs> gotta let Andrew have something to say so there's moments where you're literally like cutting people off like thank you so much Cameron that was really great Andrew I need to hear from you right, right. like and being able to hear from everyone because you have clients in the back room 
So I'd be out in Chicago. I've got executives from ABC behind me. and I Oprah's behind like, the mirrored glass. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so get it together, Courtney. People would always wonder. Um, they forget about the glass. It's like reality TV, right? They forget about the cameras really quick. For sure. And so you get people in the room like you, checking themselves out, like in the camera, like over oh behind my, my back in the mirror, just kind of looking around. Um, and oh Oprah's man. doing a blowfish on the other side of the glass and they have no idea. <laughs> You're usually drinking in the back yeah. and having food and like trying to get through six hours worth of focus groups. Oh my gosh, that would be So there's horrible. always snacks back there There's and they're taking notes and then I'd uh, we'd be done and work up a report and tell them what we thought and give them suggestions if it, the show needed to change or we wow. just did... Um, I worked on Yellowstone. Oh, so Kevin I Costner. Loved yeah, Yellowstone. I did. I did. <laughs> so I love that show. Yeah. So I, 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 we did that one after season one for branding for season two, and it was like came back for sure. Do not kill off Kevin Costner's character, right? Oh. And because he was I'd getting sick, spoiler alert, in season yeah. one, like you can't get rid of him. It was so just a cyst or something. Those, we're good. those kind of things, we're, we're good. Yep. It was funny. I came back from that project. The next week, I rolled down to um, American Fork where like the Target is yep. and there's that uh, outdoor store. What's the store? Five. No, uh, no, no, no. The, the feed one, like. Oh, IFA. IFA. Oh, thank yeah. you. Clearly, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Not from here. Okay. So, and they had all the Yellowstone um, logos, the Y, you know, for yeah, the yeah, ranch. The brand, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're filming right now. So I go around and there's all their trucks and everything. Yeah, it's everything. pretty much all here. Like Heber, oh, they're, they're in Heber nonstop. Yeah. We really? saw them at, yeah. um, in Park City once. Yep. Kevin was with, it's I'm all- on a first name basis, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Ke- so Kevin was Kevin with C. like the whole, the whole crew. Um, but I kind of wanted to like go up to the trailer and just say, hey, by the way, you're not killing Kevin, right? We just put in our findings this week. Like we need to keep him around. What, what's going on right now? So it was really, it was it's really like we fun. We wanted to save some money and kill off Kevin Costner. <laughs> it was like, uh, he's the whole show. Don't he, do that. It's so, his show. Yeah. yeah. Usually how, how early are you doing those focus groups compared to like when stuff's coming out? Like, do you have to kind of keep those secrets for a while? Uh, sometimes it, it totally would depend. I'm one year I was testing a show for ABC and it was, probably like seven years ago. Um, and it was uh, premiering that week. So we were on the road the week that it was premiering. I'm in the middle of a focus group and I get a note from the executive behind that said the show was just canceled. Oh, oh no. So we were doing, <laughs> yeah, it was like finish the focus group, but ABC just canceled the show. It it did so bad. It was kind of a, a another version of American Idol, okay. um, but very poorly done. And there was some, yeah. Anyway, wow. so it it wasn't testing really well. There was some missed marks on that one. And we were trying to like, okay, what do we make sure we're doing? So there was pilot testing for that, but then they were checking on marketing and branding and that kind of thing. So we could be doing it in the middle of a, a season and just checking on things for season two, marketing for season one in the middle of it, months or a year ahead. Um, yeah, it kind of wow. depends because wow. TV can be that quick. Where you're you, just like, you like doing it. it, you can tell. I loved it. It's yeah, it was really fun. It, it was really fun. There were some good stories. Like I wish I would have um, kept more notes about the experiences and the people, right? Because it would have made a great book. Like there's oh, just, yeah. oh, I mean, all over the country from St. Louis to Dallas to Phoenix to Denver to. Um, Jersey a lot. We'd go outside of the suburbs of New York so clients could come visit Chicago, Atlanta, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. I mean, anywhere. You've got to hit like several parts of the, the country sure. to get a good, and a do good you, read. 
to be in a, these groups, do you sign up? To be uh, they are, group? yeah, it's an opt-in. So you right. have to contact a focus group facility and then the focus group facility has you in their database. But then our clients, we would create a screener to make sure that you fit um, with wow. the type of person that we're looking for. So they would start cold calling their whole database and huh. ask them all the questions. And then if you fit our criteria, you'd be invited to the group, you get paid. It's like jury duty. So, but yeah. more fun. You get to watch TV. Like our groups say. are fun. Well, I bet the alcohol ones were fun too. <laughs> I don't drink, but we'd have some. I'd be in a facility and there's other groups going on. Right. And like there's a tray wheeling of like alcohol and like we like, really oh, want to know how you feel. They're gonna today. get loud and my group's gonna like hate my group and they're like, What's going on over there? I wanna be in that room. It's a show about a brewery. <laughs> So. Sometimes <laughs> that's really fun. And so yeah. you, you did that up until this year, then until this year. So last year, at the end of 2018, is when I launched my e-commerce, my cake subscription boxes, and uh, it just wasn't the full pack. Like I love talking about it, and I could talk about TV and media forever. Um, but it was like that was just I couldn't keep doing both. Right. And cake has become. I mean, it's been a passion of mine for a while. But being able to turn it into a business, I'm not even a bakery, like another type of business with food has been pretty cool. So it was time to like make right. a decision and and close that Funny, door. We've had quite a few guests that have been at that either before or after or kind of right in the middle of uh-huh. just, I'm at the point where I've got to quit my, like the Johnson Files. Yeah. You know, yeah. Still working full time. Yep. But probably getting pretty close to having to leave. Or they have it so they're so busy that they're trying to get their husbands yeah. to quit their job <laughs> yeah. to come work for them. Yep. And so it, it's so funny to kind of see how that mm-hmm. that goes. But so how long ago did the cake thing I mean okay, you, so, you yeah, always bake in the kitchen thing, with the with mom and dad uh, or with mom? Yeah. The first time I made a cake from scratch, I mean, because I made like box mix cakes, it was easy to follow those kind of instructions as right. a kid. My first cake from scratch was ten years ago for Weston's first birthday. Uh-huh. And we were living in Santa Monica at the time, so we were close to family, good friends. I was so throwing like free, of course, right? Right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that did, luckily that didn't really hit until after we left Santa Monica. It was crude. Um, and I had the idea to make a cake from scratch because my in-laws are really good cooks. Okay. And I mean, I've told this story, but it's still funny to me because I mean, you guys are married, you know, like going into the new family, you're trying to like prove yourself a little bit. I'm not. <laughs> not I'm anymore. I've done. given up. <laughs> I've tried for 15 years. It's not working. <laughs> So I we'd be in the kitchen and Rick and Connie would be like, okay, Court, you're on um, chopping basil duty. I'm like, all right, <laughs> chop my basil. And I'm like, what else can I do? No, you're good. That's you're it. good. That's it. We don't trust you with anything no, else. No, <laughs> I was herb duty for four years. Wow. It's like, I need to move up in the ranks here. So I, I literally like pulled a Bon Appetit magazine from the shelves because that was a magazine Ryan's parents had in their kitchen all the time. And I thought, all right, I'll find a cake recipe from here. I'm going to make it from scratch. It's going to be killer. I'm going to have this Pinterest worthy party, which you guys, it was a worth. Oh my gosh, it's such a fail. But (laughs) I had a lot of fun doing the cake from scratch. And um, it was a peanut butter cake with chocolate frosting, which I just recreated my own recipe to kind of celebrate my 10 years doing that same one. And it looked like a poofy cake, like round and poofy and I don't know how that happened but it's fun to look back on and kind of laugh at (laughs) just you know I had a a picture of my first rack of ribs wait hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna find it on Instagram while we're talking oh my gosh Anna just texted so funny we were talking about her okay um 
her ears are burning, but let, I'm going to find you the first cake because I just posted it um, with Weston's birthday cake. So here was the one. I, sorry, guys, you can't see this, but it's a chocolate cake with um, peanut butter frosting. And that's the first one. So they can have their reaction of laughter. The cake toppers homemade. It's a like giant <laughs> W uh, on craft paper. And the cake is, as someone described it once to me, poofy. So it was <laughs> a kind of poop. wasn't even meant to be a basketball cake, but it wasn't meant to be, a but it cake. tasted really good. And right. sharing it with people was really fun and seeing the reactions was really fun. So after that, I was like, ah, I want to do this again. So I just started like playing around and just whenever I had free time and I wasn't traveling um, and Weston was napping or I just had a second to be in the kitchen by myself, uh, I would go there. It was very therapeutic and got me through some kind of rough patches in my life and, and kind of was became my sanctuary and my happy place and, you know, peaceful, you know, even though it was kind of chaotic sometimes trying to figure out what to do. And I just started teaching myself the art of making cakes and the science behind it. And for six years, I just played around. And four years ago, I started my blog. Wow. And th yeah. so this was in California? Yeah. So Southern, Southern California. And then we moved to the Bay Area for a little bit. So too. I wonder, so have you noticed the big difference between sea level? Oh, yeah. And not sea level. I was humidity, when I got not, here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I had a ton to change. There's a I, reason donuts <laughs> taste so good in California. No. And not as good here. That's true. I know. So I did. I had to play around. But again, I had to teach myself. And I thought it was, I really enjoy the science behind it and figuring right. it out. So some recipes will take me eight tries when I worked on a vegan cake, because inevitably someone's asking, right? right. I want to make a cake for my daughter who has an egg allergy and a dairy allergy. And I was like, you need to have good cake for them. Like they deserve good Very cake cool. too, right? Sure. So uh, I was in the kitchen Not one vegans, time. but yeah, yeah. people with allergies. <laughs> with allergies, <laughs> right? Everyone deserves That's good right. food. Kim's going to kill me. <laughs> So I was making this egg-free, dairy-free cake and just trying. I read a bunch of research, tried to figure out like other recipes. And I was like, hey, I'm going to kind of put all my knowledge um, together and come up with my own recipe. And I'm like on my seventh version of it. And it wasn't coming out because I wanted it to taste just like one of my other cakes. Right. I wanted my husband wow. and my son, who are like the biggest cake critics in my life, to taste it and not know a difference. Right. And Avery sitting on the counter. She's four. And it fails, and I'm just like, dang. And Avery just looks at me and goes, Mom, you should probably give up. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, at, I'm, at that point, I don't have a cheerleader for me, and I can't <laughs> quit because what does that teach my daughter? Exactly. Right? So, exactly. so how many, how many more tries did it take? Next try, I got it. Took, oh. eight. Took eight. No way. Yep. So, how does that's amazing? I'm not in that world at all that you two play in. When you talk about like the science behind cooking, like how do you learn? Like when you say I tried all these different things, like what are you changing? Uh, amounts of baking powder, baking soda. Those are things that are going to help rise. If you're not doing an egg filled cake, right? Eggs help give it moisture because of the fat, but also help it to rise and give it some level to it. Um, so you got to find another version. Some people like applesauce, but yeah, no, <laughs> where's the fun in that? Right. I, I agree. <laughs> So we don't, and anyway, just playing around with egg substitutes um, that are on the market, like Bob's Red Mill has one, just all these variations. The thing that I liked the most was actually just baking soda and vinegar. The chemical reaction that those two create in the oven with your cake can give it a really nice rise. And then you can get fat from your dairy-free butter. You can get it from um, coconut milk, coconut cream, and other places to get the moisture. And So to get to the point of that you just talked about mm -hmm. of knowing all of this stuff, was it all just trial and error totally. or was there a bunch of like study and research that you're doing? Oh yeah. Both, both. I stay up late, like looking at cake stuff. When I came to Utah and my cake was sinking, I was like, what is going on? I had to figure out 
why it was doing that. So I was just researching everything and um, like researching, like just like comparing different recipes from people, comparing, seeing, like, what uh, they put in? or just even Googling, like, why is my cake sinking? Okay. Right. Easy enough. And there was a bunch of different things. And what I found that helps me the most is reducing the sugar. You've got lots of sweet sugar in the frosting and the fillings. And if you take out a little bit of sugar, the next time it's going to rise really nicely. Huh. Sugar weighs it down in the high altitude. Interesting. So do you have like a tasting group outside of your family? That, outside of like, myself? Yeah. <laughs> like as you're doing all of these eight variations of the cake. I was going to the sign up form was for that <laughs> one because I'll be there. My neighbors know where it is. Yeah. I'm like no I moderate. I don't want to do, mo- I don't want to be in the focus group. <laughs> I want to be in the beta testing for cake. Yeah. I'll come to that party <laughs> any day of the week. My cake. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have a slice of everything. I try everything I make. Um, and it kind of goes through me first. And if I approve and I'm happy with it, then I'll share it with other people and get their reactions. And um, like I said, my husband, Ryan, and my son, Weston. Weston always used to want to be on Kids Baking Championship. Right. He went through a phase like, can I do that? Can I do that? <laughs> yeah. And now I think- My kids are on such a kick watching those shows right now. Oh, they're so fun. And Weston will tell you he learned everything from Duff Goldman. Like nothing from me. (laughs) But just from watching that show, he's like, oh, and Duff Goldman said this and this. And I'm like, what? I've been doing that forever. Like, come on, man. Give mom some credit. But no- No love. No love. Nope. Not at all. That's too bad. (laughs) But I think now he wants to be like a judge on Chopped or something. Because he'll be like, take a bite of everything separately, which I do too. So I get that he does that. But then he'll be like- Mm. <laughs> like lick his lips kind of let the flavor sit, like sit in his mouth for a minute and he's like all right like not bad mom but i feel like the flavor wasn't as strong in the buttercream as you were probably trying to go for oh and get like really gosh. specific with me and so is he does he know what he's talking about yeah he does he absolutely <laughs> does wild yeah, no, he's he's legit. So, like, he just tried my pistachio cranberry cake that I brought you and uh, took a bite. And he was like, oh, mom, that's, like, actually good. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't think it would because I don't like pistachios or cranberries. So It is one of those things where if you hear it, you're like, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of stuff like that is good. Yeah. It just will really surprise you. Yeah. So, like, like when did you know that you were good at making cakes? Um... It when took you a little while. Basil at the in-laws. <laughs> I know when they started. You, do you know what? When Rick made one of Ryan's dad, when he made one of my cake recipes, I was like, "Done, I've mic drop." Oh wow, I'm good. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. It took ten years, but I'm in. No, it was um, probably about four years ago when people were like, you need to share your recipes. I'd started coming up with my own. Um, and for a while, it was just like, I want to find the best chocolate cake recipe, so I'm going to try everyone's chocolate cake recipe. And then I was like, mm, none of them are cutting it. I'm going to make my own. And how wow. do I do that? And just kind of figure it out. So, so this was just a hobby to start. Totally. I mean, just you had fun doing it. You loved watching people enjoy it when mm-hmm. they ate it. Yeah. And then it just kind of went from there. Isn't that so funny? I mean, yeah. how many stories do we have that it's just like almost you start doing right? something for fun. I mean, it's my story. Yeah. And it's just and it just takes over. Well, and you're not going to turn it into a business, at least a successful one, if you don't love it. Like, Absolutely. Like passionately breathe, live it, right? Right. Like doing not it. Doing right? it. Yeah. People are like, well, don't you get sick of cake? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't get sick of cake. It's a new one. It's like the focus groups. I right. d- ended up doing it for 13 years because it was something different every time, even though what I was doing was the same as far as the actions went, the content was different. Right. And that was exciting. So when did you start to think this could actually be a business. 
Um, you know, you were in that yeah. world. I mean, you're probably used to getting people's opinions. I mean, did you ever like sneak your cake into the focus groups and be like, what do you guys think of this No, one? I wish I could. <laughs> but I would watch people eat my cake and you can see it in their eyes pretty quickly. Yeah. What right. they think of food, right? Like Cameron, you get that. Yeah, I, I watch you eat my cake and I want to see that reaction. Right. And um, so I started the blog about four years, a little over four years ago. And a year into it, Orson Gigi up in Salt Lake asked me to come teach a class. And it was a demo class at their chocolate extravaganza. And it filled up. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I probably had like 10,000 followers at the There's time on Instagram. There's a chocolate extravaganza in Utah? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's a big weekend up there. And after that demo class, they said, let's try this as hands-on. We haven't done a, a hands-on cake class. And they were huh. kind of reviving all their classes and they're known for that. So um, I did the first one that following January and they've just grown like crazy. We've got like a wait list of 3000 people or something. To do your classes? To do my classes. Wow. People fly in from so out of cool. state. That like, is awesome. To have the experience it's really fun we've got about 16 people in the class everyone gets to stack and decorate their own class i give them all my tips for baking it for the frosting we have a good time and i can help them troubleshoot some of the stuff and they could be beginners never made a cake we've had those people we've had people that have been making cakes for decades and they're hopefully learning a few new things when they come in and just having a good time they leave with their own cake we eat my cake and um so about a year into that as i saw the group of people customers, followers, like growing. I was like, all right, what, what else can I offer? And so I've always tried to offer more value than ever asking back from my followers. They're just so supportive and, and great. And um, we have a lot of fun together and it's been an awesome community that I've been able to, to build um, mostly on Instagram, my blog, a little bit on Facebook and, and all over YouTube, there's videos and um, when you anyway. started, did you start from scratch from your community, like yeah. with your blog and Instagram? Mm -hmm. I mean, did yeah. you have anything that you kind of drew on or were you just? Well, no, I mean, I was like, all right, I'll try this out. Um, I did Blogspot. I was really hesitant even. I knew how saturated the market was. I was on Instagram. I was following all these food bloggers and um, I saw the market and I thought, oh, man, there's my favorite people out there already doing cakes. Like, how do I compete with that? And I did think, though, back to my focus groups. Um, which has actually helped me a, a ton as far as just thinking about a lot of the work that I'm doing. But one of the things that hit me really quickly as I was thinking about this and people were encouraging me to, to start like the blog and Instagram and social media around my cakes um, was that anytime I'd go test a new show, um, you'd get in the room and you hear about like one of the main questions I'd always ask at the beginning is like, what else are you watching right now? Right. And they tell you some of their favorite shows and they're like, but that's all I have time for. And people are really busy right now. Right. right. We're, we're busy people right. that's expected. And they're like, I don't really have time for new shows, but like, this is what I always try to make a priority to watch. Then they would watch the new show that we were presenting and they'd give me their scores afterwards. We rate it one from 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best. And if it was high, if it was a good show, these people all of a sudden were like, I got more time. I can make Isn't time Isn't it crazy how else people make time Priorities. for stuff? Right? Yeah. Right? They're like, all right, it might not be the first show I watch, but I'm putting it in my queue. Or I'll figure out how to make time. That was really good. And right. so I thought, okay, if I can create really good content, people are going to make room for it. Yeah. Even if they've got their favorite bloggers, even if they have their favorite websites, like hopefully I can just work my way in there if my content is good enough and I'm offering enough value to them. And so with that, I was like, all right, let's give this a, a try. What a great analogy. I mean, that yeah. totally carries over. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
Because we will make room for stuff that we like. Or I bet that was pretty fun to see. I mean, you probably see it with cake too, but yep. to take a show and I, I bet you've seen some cool, like we got just scores through the roof on this mm-hmm. one and now it's like 13 seasons deep or 10 seasons deep. Yep. I bet that was kind of fun and to watch. And we've had some really bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Have there any been that scored high and then failed um, on air? No, usually if they don't do well, but they get picked up, it's because an executive wants it on. It was like their nephew um, or something. Yeah, there was one. Do you remember the Geico commercials with the cavemen? Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. Do you remember those. when they did the a Cape TV Man show? TV series. Yeah, oh, yeah I do remember. Right. That. Guys, that didn't test well. <laughs> no, <laughs> it still they got picked up that season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's things like that, but then there's a lot of TV that um, I've been able to keep off the air for you. So you're welcome. <laughs> So what about cakes? Does it carry over? Have there been some that you thought were really good that maybe um, people didn't? I won't post a recipe I don't think is good. Right. And hopefully I'm not coming up with anything that turns out to not right. taste great. Right? Like my ideas are, sounds good to me. Right? Sure. Sweet potatoes and marshmallows sound, I like that. Let's turn that into a cake. Or I was in New York uh, for the Today Show. Just oh. going to put that out there. I'm not sure <clears throat> if you knew that. But humble brag. <clears throat> just humble brag. Uh, and we ate at a restaurant called ABC Kitchen uh-huh. in kind of the Chelsea area. And they had an appetizer that was their homemade like rustic bread. And they had homemade ricottas drizzled with olive oil and a strawberry basil compote uh-huh. that you could put on. And I just, I don't want anything else. I was like, I'm just, this is all I want right now. It's amazing. And so I thought, how could I put those flavors into a cake? I'm not using the bread, but we're talking olive oil, homemade ricotta, strawberry, and basil. Came home and made one of my favorite cakes to date now because of that. Wow. How you many- can't escape basil though, can you? No, I can't. This it's just part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> just brings me back grounded to where I started. Thanks, Cameron. <laughs> good, good reminder of where I started. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> how many of your recipes don't make it? Like, like how? Like, I guess how many times does it take for you to get it right to where you like you're happy with the outcome? Um, it's been the most it's taken is eight times, and there's okay. been a couple of those. Um, and then sometimes I can take a base of one of my other recipes and just change some flavoring and add some new components to it, and I know it's going to work. So uh, there's less um, error now moving yeah. forward, but. Are you, are you constantly looking for variation or are you kind of like, do you ever get to a point where you're happy with what you have or is it, do you feel it's kind of the pressure to constantly be coming out with new flavors? No, I always want to come out with the new flavors and it's pressure for me because it's like, well, what else could I create? What other flavors could I put into a cake? I did um, ricotta beet cake after having a donut in new york at the donut project and they had and that was the first time i made actually homemade ricotta um and it changed my life changed my life it's so good homemade ricotta yeah in the middle of the cake with a little bit of lemon a little bit of powdered sugar not too much because you want the tartness from the ricotta this is not going well for me right now i'm so dang hungry imagine going through her instagram just looking at Cake right here, and I'm like, I don't want to be the fat one, and <laughs> just just I'll dive in. It. I'll take the first bite right now. Where start eating, I don't guys? See why we're not? We're letting it dry out in the stupid desert. You dry should. Air. Yeah, you need to eat. So that one's a sweet Please. potato. Please. But Please. I used um, beet puree and made a filling. Everyone's like, feeling like, oh, that's going to taste like dirt. And I said, you have to try it. The flavors start to balance each other with the sweet and the bitter and the savory, and it just oh works. God, that sweet potato so good. <laughs> Could you say that in the mic, Andrew? Uh, I feel like that was it. Oh my gosh. I'm not ready to talk yet. That sweet potato. So it's funny. We have a joke of my in-laws. The only thing I like about Thanksgiving is like the sweet potatoes. 
That's Thank like, you, me too. I'm like, everything else is overrated. And yeah. so I'm super like. You should have seen it. So we're brother-in-laws. Okay. <laughs> and the amount of sweet potato stuff. So two different people brought recipes. I'll try and to impress me. pretty much a whole plate, like half and half of each one. We're like, dude. I had to compare both of about. them. I, I need about. to give you my recipe. It's it's real good. Oh, Jamie and Kim, you guys might be screwed if we get a recipe from Courtney. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. guys. It's a good one. So that one they're yeah, eating that's delicious. is a sweet potato cake um, with toasted marshmallow filling, toasted candied pecans, and a pecan buttercream. So I made my own pecan butter and put it in my buttercream oh. like you would like a peanut butter frosting or something. You know, and I'm sure you get this. I mean, barbecue is the same way. Yeah. You don't realize the work. Mm-hmm. It goes into a single cake. I yeah. mean, hearing you talk about homemade ricotta just as an ingredient yeah. to your cake. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Well, it, but it's so worth it. And I think people, that's the best payoff is that they realize all their hard work and their time paid off. It is right. so good. They've never tasted anything like that. And then right. they're hooked it's after that experience. first one. It's a total experience. And for I, like so many times women and men will come up to me and just say, thank you for those recipes. Like you've brought something to me more than just food. It's now a new hobby. It's a passion. It's turned into a business for myself. I'm a stay at home mom. Now I'm selling my cakes or it's just my outlet. I've gone through a horrible postpartum and this was my thing to look forward to every day was to just pick a cake right. and make it right. Like, and, and then to share it with other people and realize, Oh, I can do this. It's awesome. That's really cool. So, and I'll oh, go ahead. I'll say, do you enjoy, do you enjoy watching people eat your cakes more or do you enjoy hearing it when people have made them? Uh, when they've made them, because okay. that's my goal. That's why I don't have a bakery. I mean, I partner with last course for a little bit. Yeah. He, uh, Cameron just took a bite of the pistachio cranberry uh, cake that he was, I think crap. a little that's bit nervous one. about. Hold on. Like, <laughs> no, you can't, Brett. Stay, in, stay over there. Stay, no, come on. You can have some. That <laughs> I is did, incredible. I did. Thank you. Uh, it's a pistachio cake layer, um, with a cranberry compote and a cranberry flavored buttercream as yeah, well. I love tart. Yeah. Like you were talking about the lemon earlier. Yeah. That cranberry is awesome. Thank Who you. Who would have ever thought? I mean, Thank I would have, you. based on the titles, I would have. <laughs> that I was, doesn't seem like a very good combination. Not that I was least excited. I was excited for all three, but I was more excited to try, you know, the sweet potato and the peppermint. Can't judge a book by its cover. But that is. Yeah. I, I love when people like realize I can do this. And because they look, I think, with life and everything we look at on social media and we're like, oh, that's so unattainable. I can't do that. And I'm hopefully giving everyone the tools and the knowledge and the information between my blog, my IGTV, videos, recipes, classes. I just did an online course that people can buy and they have access to that whenever they want. Like giving them everything that they need to feel confident to go into the kitchen and just try it and do right. it. It may not look like mine right away, but my first cake was poofy. <laughs> like it was- The basketball cake. It was a basketball yes, cake, but not a, frosting on top. <laughs> not a basketball cake. Right. Uh, and people will send me pictures of their first cake and they're amazing. They're amazing. And they're so proud and their kids are like- Mom, now you can make every birthday cake and they're asking for, it's just something cool. Whether you're making a cake every week or every month or just a few times a year to be able to say, right. I made my kids birthday cakes their whole life growing up. And that well, was really special. What stands out is most people will kind of have a scarcity mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So they have these recipes and these cakes and they don't want to share them. Yeah. But you're getting so much joy in people saying, oh, I'm starting to sell these cakes mm -hmm. now. You know, it's like you're you're creating competition in a sense, but you love it. 
Yeah. You know, I, like you're not worried about it at all. There, there's and room you're giving for everyone. Them, you're yeah. giving them everything. There's right? You're not holding everyone. anything back. Yeah. And I think they, there's no competition because I'm Courtney and you're Andrew and you're Cameron. Yes. Yep. And we each bring something different to the table. So even if someone is using my recipes to start a home business, awesome. I hope they like say, hey, this was a cake by Courtney recipe, but even not like good for you for doing something different, for trying something new, going outside of your comfort zone and starting a business. And no, I'm good. I'm in my lane. Right. I'm not I'm not getting out of my lane. You're in yours. We can be right next to each right. other. And everyone's going to have their own yeah. spin, just like, just like you do. Plus, yeah. it's cool. So I teach barbecue classes. And yeah. I think my favorite thing about it is being around people that were me 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, like that excitement that just, like I couldn't think of anything else. I was obsessed. Yeah. But there's so much bad information mm-hmm. that, you know, since we've been in those shoes before, it's yeah. fun to be able to say like, here's what you, re- you know, if I had this information 10 years ago, it would have gone a lot quicker. Yeah. And I always say, you know, people will say like, but it's expensive to take your class. I'm like, I cost the same as two burnt briskets. Yeah. Well, it's like, <laughs> like you screw up two briskets. You just paid for my class. There you go. And you're going to screw That's up two great. briskets. That's just how it goes. A great way to look and at I'm it. I'm sure it's the same with this. Yeah. The time that goes into it, especially a from scratch cake. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Well, I mean, Tony Robbins talks about, he says you can condense decades into days. Yeah. You know, right. that's what you do. You condense Absolutely. 10 years of yeah. trial and error and all this stuff. It's like, you don't have to go through that. I'm just going to give it yeah, to you yeah. and then you can build from there. Right. And there's less frustration for them. So I just did um, a project with some students at the BYU MBA program. They asked if they could do a value analysis project on Cake by Courtney. Oh, wow. I was like, dude, is, am I legit now as a business? <laughs> I felt like, okay. Um, and so one of the things we were, they came back to present me with was we were looking at two groups, my loyalist and then like the aspiring, I hope to do this someday. And those are kind of the crew that right. was me 10 years ago. I don't have a lot of money or time to put into it, but I want to start. I want to learn. And they're the ones with the frustration that it's like, okay, I need to focus on how do I take away some of that frustration and just bring you all the things you need to know so you can just have so much joy in this like I do. It's just, you want to share the good stuff. Right. Get it out there. So there's a couple of things. Well, not a couple, quite a few that you've been able to do because of cakes. Yeah. Like you dropped a hint earlier, the Today Show. <laughs> Today Show. How did that happen? Uh, that was awesome. They reached out to me. So last year when I was starting, um, well, so let's back go back a little bit. So two years ago, I came out with a, or I came up with a product idea um, and I reached out to a friend I knew um, that had started his own product design firm. And I said, okay, here's my idea. This is what I want to do. I can't talk about it because that actual idea hasn't come out yet. Right. Um, and we've been still working on it because it's tech, like there's more technical things to it. Um, but in the meantime, we came out with um, my own product line of scrapers, spatulas, apron, oh. piping bags, cake lifter. Um, but the first thing we ended up doing was this cake subscription box, kind of like HelloFresh, but For with cake. my cakes. Right. And so we launched that at the end of last year. And so like, was, well, like ingredients, like just yeah, all everything the dry ready ingredients. to go. Yep. And we had um, cool. a partner that put in like a cake topper every month or something. The The recipe was there. It was really beautifully packaged. Um, and it was fun that people were getting these pink boxes on their, their doorsteps every month with the new cake. And, and that was kind of a, a good gateway to get them into the kitchen. And they're like, all right, it's simplified even more. Everything's pre-measured. I don't have to go track down strawberry emulsion because I don't know where I get that or right. I don't even need much of that. I just need it for this one recipe. So we we started with that idea. And um, around that time, I hired a publicist because I'm like, all right, I've been able to 
to grow, but I'm kind of limited. I need to keep going and to help with the the e-commerce and the business side. So um, I started working with a publicist last fall. Um, and so there's been things that have come through her and some that have come on their own. So the Today Show was one that she was able to help me book and they brought me on and I had a full segment um, wow. during the Jenna and Hoda hour. That's and so Jenna cool. was there with Savannah Guthrie. And I mean, coming from the broadcast background too, and I mean, being a early 20s and broadcast, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be Diane Sawyer and like, right. I'm gonna do it. And then reality set in and I thought, oh, I'm not going to small markets and then consulting came my way and it just felt right. And so I went down that path. So all these years later to step on to Studio 1A, full circle oh, you. it was it was pretty epic. So that was a big moment. Um, but when I got a call from Oprah Magazine, um, one of their editors in March of this year. That was the next one I wanted to talk that to was you a about. Bi- that was a big one. So, and what comes full circle even more is the way I got that feature, how that came about, the initial conversation was um, I interned at Extra TV back in college. Really? The executive producer there, lady named Lisa G, as we call her, um, was my producer, person I would talk to, kept in touch with. One of her good friends is the editor of Oprah Magazine. And she told, she tried my cake a couple years ago, but it was before I had anything that I could like ship and send and to get in like her favorite things. It's gotta be something you can send, right? They've right. got that. Right. So um, I was doing my cake boxes and she's like, you need to, to look at court. And she just kind of gave them my information. So I got a call and it was on a Thursday. I was at cake class and they said, hey, we would love to try your cake can you ship it to us? And I was like, well, I don't really like ship my cakes. I've got the box. And so I was telling him about that. Great. Can you send us a box in them? But can you, we need to taste the cake. We have a taste test. And it was for the August issue, which was Oprah's favorite summer foods. And I thought like, and they said something like, do you have someone in New York that could bake it for you? And I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not trusting anybody else. Are you crazy? So I got off the, I I got off the phone. I, you know, just looked at my friend who was with me at the time. I said, I'm going to New York next week. And she's like, what? I'm like, I have to. So I took a red eye on Monday night and, um, got there very early Tuesday morning, but I took cake with me frosting. You're able to travel with it. Went to a friend's apartment, 8am in Manhattan, put my cakes together, drove up to Hearst magazine. I had two cakes and my cake box. So one was for their taste test. It was my peach crisp cake. How did you decide on a flavor? Uh, It was going to be the August cake box. Okay. So we wanted it to line up. So, and it was one of my favorites. So it was like, I was really happy about it. And uh, then I made a second one that they could freeze and hold on to for a photo shoot next week if they decided they liked my cake. So I pitched him for an hour, told him all about the box, my whole story, and had the best time. Oprah was not there, but it felt like she was. So that, <laughs> I came home and my kids are like, so where'd you go? And I was like, I went to Oprah. And they're like, who's Oprah? So I had to explain to them, Oprah, I was like, you don't understand. And they're like, so you met her? No, but I saw her book collection and I know where her book club is now. And we just, it was, it was pretty awesome. So, um, they had their taste test a couple days later with my cake. And then the next week I got a call that they said they wanted to photograph the cake and they might use it, but I still didn't know until about two weeks before the magazine came out. And, uh, they said, all right, we'll get you your issue. And so there were, there were happy tears when that one came up. My dad actually, he lives in Los Angeles. So he was able to get the magazine a couple days before me and, uh, sent me pictures and cried over that one. That was, it was big. So that was fun. It's been a, it's been a cool year. So when these types of things happen, 
do you see a direct correlation to your business spike? Like the Today um, Show, a little or bit, Oprah. but not like hugely. I mean, we didn't know what to n- expect from Oprah. It's very different, like her TV version of Oprah's favorite things versus a monthly, right, magazine that's circulating. Um, so we weren't sure, and so we, I actually reached out to a few people that had been in Oprah's favorite things to try to gauge what might happen. Um, we didn't have a huge spike after that issue. We had a special code for them. There wasn't a huge spike. The Today Show, yeah. I mean, TV gets you some new followers, sure. but it's not huge yeah right um but it's it's street cred it's personal accomplishment that i'm just like i'm gonna hang this picture of the magazine in my office forever right and i have a note from kelly clarkson thanks from like handwritten note thanks for being on my show and bringing cake that was amazing like those are people may not remember that but i always will i'll frame that and those are huge moments for me even if they don't create a huge business spike it's an opportunity to at least try and so i told my son when i came home from new york from pitching oprah um he's like so you're gonna be in the magazine i said i have no idea he's like well why'd you go out i said well (laughs) because i had to try and i grew up on such a cool lesson right and i grew up on the quote from (laughs) literally guys okay so i played basketball growing up and my dad would always say, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It's Wayne Gretzky's famous quote. No, Cameron, I thought it was my dad's favorite quote. You did? I, li- <laughs> I thought it was my dad's. And then my husband, like, I'm not kidding you guys. This is embarrassing. Uh, just a few years ago, was like, that's not your dad's quote. And I think I was going to put it on Instagram or something. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, it must be, Michael, jo- must, must be Michael Jordan. Ryan's like, no, it's Wayne Gretzky. And I was like, what i called my dad i just i my whole childhood was turned upside down that day it was really hard i was like dad what dad you're not even cool anymore you don't even have a quote that's not your quote oh steve he's a good man taught me a lot of things but i always remembered that always have always will right Right. Very cool. No, and I I was going to ask you about Kelly Clarkson because I love Kelly Clarkson. Oh, she's great. I love the voice. She's awesome. She's on the, so her and Blake fu- on the she's voice. So so so, so good. It's, it's like a good combination. Oh, it's awesome. It really is. It's she almost just, as good as Adam and Blake. Yeah. I know. I do kind of miss Adam. Feel <laughs> a little. But but yeah, she seems like a lot of fun. She was really great. I bet that was cool. Yeah. I watched a good. little clip of that this morning. Thank you. We um I had heard uh some great things about her that she's exactly what you would expect, and it's That's so true. Good. Super super genuine we were starting my segment and so little big town was on yeah I saw and, that. which was really fun Very they're great cool. um and then she had three other guests that were human interest stories and we get in the there's nine of us on stage <clears throat> with nine cakes in front of us or we were all we were sharing so kelly and i were sharing but nine of us on stage and she introduces little big town and then goes to me and then she was supposed to keep going and she completely stopped and she said whoa 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 we didn't introduce our other friends like she restarted the whole segment so that she could name every single person, including wow. the people that were not celebrities Wow! on set. And I was like, how about just that little thing that speaks to your character really cool. of how inclusive, mindful, humble cool. you are, yeah. right? To be thinking of everyone. So she restarted and named every single person, right? Wow. Including the three that weren't the big, the big celebrities. I thought that was really cool. I remember that one forever too. Very cool. So when you go and do something like that, you said nine cakes. <laughs> Do you have, like, is there a friend in the area where you go bake or do you take them bake? I have a little of everything. So um, I've learned a bunch and I think I'll change things kind of how we move forward. But like when I went to the Today Show, uh, their crew made one of the cakes and I took out 27 cake layers, 
six batches of frost. No, more than that. I don't know. I you traveled like, with all of that. I traveled, yeah. My husband planned a work trip. Right. Don't tell his work, but it wasn't really work. <laughs> he had like one meeting and helped me because I was like, I can't carry this all on. Um, I always take cake layers on the plane with me because they're so fragile, but frosting can be frozen. It can be shipped. Um, and so I took most of it. We went to our hotel and um, I made cakes till about 12 o'clock the night before um, going on. The next day was just like a rehearsal day and I had time to go into their kitchen, but it's small. So it's not like I could have done everything at the Today Show sure. the day before. Um, so I had to prep a lot there. Kelly Clarkson, they were able to do a ton and then I brought the ones that I wanted for beauty right. display and my dad lives down there right near the the studio so I was able to do that um, I think I will as I do maybe class more classes on the road have people bake or find an assistant on the road sure. um, to help me a little bit but when I go to Hallmark Channel they have a great culinary team their home and family show um, and they bake everything I just show up That's I did awesome. that like a week ago and flew out that morning flew home that afternoon so you gotta do a rolling bakery just send your just, send your driver <laughs> slash baker yeah ahead just, of you just go and do it i know so i i have someone here that i've hired to help me um bake cake layers for things like that and right. if i'm going back and redoing a bunch of my old cakes that are a few years old i can tell she's one of my best friends and and has started working for me i can say all right here's what you need to change on the recipe so let's decrease sugar we need to add a little more buttermilk you know i can kind of look at some of the old stuff and right. figure out how to improve it and so she can rework those i can take new pictures i'll always decorate them or if it is like hey i need six batches of yellow cake to take on the road then she can help me with that so i have time to focus on the new content do you ever have to adjust if you're going to different elevations or stuff like that like if you bake them here will they not hold up where you go they'll be fine yeah if you well and especially if you bake them here and you're taking them somewhere they'll be good to go if you were going to go to the south and you're in the humidity you've got to be careful with putting heavy cream in your frosting maybe use a little bit of shortening and kind of balance right. it out a little bit but baking it here and taking it should be fine um, and then going home like I'll go for the holidays and bake cakes at my mom's and my recipes work fine there it's just the high altitude so if you're going right. higher than where we are you can make a few adjustments to even my recipes and, it's crazy yeah. when I, so when I cook in New Orleans at three hours shaves off the brisket cook three hours wow just because i'm at sea level yeah it's amazing amazing <laughs> i wish i lived there so one of the things that stands out i've talked to cam about this a little bit it's so crazy the doors that cake have opened to you mm -hmm. right like with cooking a brisket i mean the stuff that you've been able to do i mean all of these shows all of these people you've made just from baking a cake mm -hmm. i mean when you started there's no way in your wildest dreams you would have thought that first cake would have turned into Oprah. Yeah. No. 10 right? years ago, no way. I like, was just trying to make Rick and Connie thing, like That's me. the coolest thing ever. <laughs> she was just trying to get off the basil I know. Uh, chopping block. Guys, that's I just so wanted funny. to be able to like cut cheese like there or whatever. They would always have other jobs that I never got to. It's fine. It's fine. I just wanted to cook the meat sometimes. Hey. Our trials define us, right? Yep. So So them putting you on the on the chopping block like that. <laughs> Hey, it inspired you. It, it worked. Did. It did. I it know. Made you work I, a little harder. We kind of laugh about it now, but it was it was part of it. And, that's really fun. Um, that's one of my favorite things about my whole journey is is that's where it started. It started with family and just trying to bring everyone together and and do right. something new. Wow. So, what does your husband do? 
Uh, he works for Qualtrics down here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he. Everybody's did... husband works for Qualtrics. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is the deal? That is why we came out here. That um, so funny. We were not planning on it. We left BYU. He was an econ major, right. and we both did consulting. He did bu- business consulting in Santa Monica, and we both were traveling a ton and high fiving at the door at the airport or whatever. And <laughs> it was kind of crazy. But then he went to business school down at UCLA and got an MBA. And from there, that took us up to it took us to Switzerland and San Francisco and he did private equity and then um, what was Switzerland part of the job for private equity it's where their headquarters were so okay. they said we want to indoctrinate you in the Swiss culture right. and to this company how and awesome was that it was amazing Weston was three and a half we knew no one spoke no Swiss German and uh, had a blast it was hard some days because it was just Weston and me Ryan was working 14 hour days we'd see him for dinner and he'd go back to the He's office so cool. but on the weekends we traveled everywhere it was amazing. There are quite a few English. A lot of people speak English. There, uh, the too, younger ones does do. Help. Younger, yeah. But, but yeah, wow, that'd be a little scary. It was a melting pot, though. Like We sure. became friends with people from kind of all over because Switzerland just brought in so many different... It was a great experience. I mean, culinary-wise, you were in all the right places, too. No, Swiss Switzerland had no good food. <laughs> no, like like pastries and stuff like that? I thought Switzerland um, was... Not bad. Right? I, I don't know that I'd love them. I'm okay. going to say I couldn't find a soft and chewy chocolate chip cookie to save my life. And it was like the only <laughs> thing I wanted. And everything was like a hard biscuit cookie. Or ice. Or ice. Nobody or peanut has ice butter, for their drinks. It's ridiculous. Brown sugar. And um, that's interesting. Yeah, I had my parents ship stuff over. I needed some Skippy peanut butter and brown <laughs> sugar in my life, and measuring spoons and measuring cups because right. they do most of their yeah, stuff on a scale. Metric, huh? So, but it was it was a great experience. And then uh, five years ago, a friend of ours from college was working at Qualtrics and. Re- asked Ryan just hey let me tell you like we couldn't believe that he had come back from New York to to this company and um yeah you know, I always told Ryan in business I'm like you never turn down an interview for the most for sure. part for the most part right and I'm like talk to Drew I don't know and then it was all right well he wants me to come out sure we're not going there but yeah. sure go check it out <laughs> two weeks later he started and uh, moved out to that Utah fast. that fast, Good choice. that fast. Wow. And awesome um, we were ready to leave San Francisco. And I, we almost went to Portland. He had an interview with Nike at one point for a great job that we were pumped about. I was looking at housing. It didn't work out last minute. And um, we're like, okay, maybe it's not meant to be to leave right now. And then this came up wow. and, I was like, all right, we're doing Utah. Like it, we just, <laughs> I was, swore I would never go back <laughs> to that did. place. <laughs> we did. And I honestly, I look at it though too. And I know we came for his job and, um, but I feel very strongly that I couldn't do what I'm doing had I still been in San Francisco or even LA, that that wouldn't have happened. So this was a place I needed to be as it's well. A great environment to be in for, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd say baking per se, but well, entrepreneurship, just entrepreneurship, and, entrepreneurship yeah. the community and of social media and it's and contagious around here. I yeah. mean, it, there's so many incredible stories and you, know, you get a lot of inspiration from it and be surrounded yeah. by people that can kind of help well, you. Very with it supportive and, people. Right? I mean, I, for the most part, I feel like the community has been awesome, whether it's, I, I was like started as a food blogger and put into kind of an influencer category too that I was like oh that's cool okay right Right? and I have a lot of fun with that and then then to now be an entrepreneur that might be my favorite title oh isn't that such a cool journey like a like an evolution of Mm -hmm. all these different things right yeah so like now what role does Instagram play in the business oh it's huge and it's something I haven't given up yet nor 
will I, I think for a while, because it's a place that I can have direct communication with followers and really connect with them. Sure. And I don't ever like schedule stuff out. It's very like, here's how I'm feeling. I want to share the cake or maybe it's something else and it's oh, more that's personable. Yeah. And I want to talk about how something my kids said or whatever, right? And to be able to connect and share feelings. And I've always, from day one, um, I was like, no matter what I'm building, I want to share these cakes, but I want people to get to know me because I want them to trust me and say, no, I would go to Courtney for a cake recipe, right? Well, like you would point, your best like, friend or something with about- the focus groups, like yeah. what makes them different is kind of that personal connection mm -hmm. to a character or something like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right, and you need to know, there needs to be a face. Even with a big company like Apple, you had Steve Jobs, who was the face. People had someone to connect right. with. They had someone to put a face with the company. Sure. And so I always wanted that. And I just always wanted people to feel like, okay, I can trust Courtney's opinion whether it's jeans, whether it's cake, like, <laughs> yeah. right? Like they would their best girlfriend on, you know, where sure. should I go for dinner or something? Um, and so I think that's been kind of a big part and something that's been really important to me. And so social media, it's just, it's the best place to connect well, right now. You do an awesome job with it. Thank it's, you. It's beautiful. Thank oh you. My gosh, these cakes are crazy. Yeah. You <laughs> talk about getting hungry. <laughs> no kidding. I was trying to go through and I was like, oh, I got to stop this right stop now. For a second. And then she showed up with cake. Is there a part of the baking process that you like the most like as far as do you care more about what's inside i mean because you do some really elaborate decorating too yeah i am most important always is flavor and taste and i right. always tell people that i'm like master the inside master how it's supposed to taste even if you put it in a nine by 13 pan because you're worried about how the decorating is going to look sure it's going to taste the same as if it's a layered cake right. and so for me getting the flavors and you imagine i mean you totally understand this like you imagine what the flavors and textures are supposed to taste like, even though you've never tasted them. Sure. And then when they do, and you take that bite yourself, you're like, yes, right. this is amazing. This happened. And you're doing your like dance and if you're in the like kitchen. That, you did good because yeah. we're toughest on ourselves. Right. 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 Most people, it's so funny. I've had, I've had some jobs where people are just like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I was like, that was a C minus. Yeah. <laughs> like that sucked. I Right. Like what? It, it, it's so funny. I think everyone's so, yeah, their, their own worst critic, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. But when you when you actually are like, oh, this is good, that means somebody's going to eat it and think it's the greatest thing they Great ever thing. had. And then to be able to give that to someone else. But I love the decorating. It's kind of the creative part. I'm more of a minimalist when it comes to decorating. It's fun right. to do some of the really extravagant ones, like around the holidays. I've like my holiday cakes, and it's fun to decorate and be creative that way. Um, but it's very therapeutic to sure. like. I don't want my kids around when I'm decorating. They can be around when I'm baking <laughs> it and trying. But I want to turn on Coldplay or right. my baking playlist or whatever you know, and kind of have a moment to myself because it's more of a zen moment. And that's like I'll record videos too because then someone can just sit so and look cool. oh you're looking at my halloween brains coming out of that a cake so cool. the vault the fault line uh cake was is a big trend and i hadn't really done it because i just kind of will do my own thing and wow. um i made brains out of the fault line i'd eat those brains those look pretty good <laughs> it's a red I mean, velvet cake with the black chocolate frosting see and you're right i i like the minimalist thing because i i feel like the more crazy the cakes are like mm -hmm. you look at these shows where they're building like yeah houses out of cake like that can't taste good after they've done all that stuff to it you know and yeah, just and then i think you really think i could never do that no, I, yeah i want someone to look and be like wow that looks hard but i can do it right yeah that's a good point right yeah i can do that it's accessible if i can do it you can do it so how is what does the business look like today? I mean, you've done a bunch of stuff. So as we sit today, you've given up, not given up, you've stopped doing the focus groups. Yep. So what is Cakes by Courtney today? Like, what are you doing? 
more online content. So we released the online class. We've put a hold on this cake subscription boxes. Need to close the door to open up some others moving forward. Um, we've got more products coming out. So another scraper set, just more stuff I'm working on. Hopefully my original idea that um, we've been working on will eventually come to fruition. And I can oh, share that one. to hear what that is. I know. I like the suspense. Uh, a little hint uh, when the <laughs> microphones turn off. Maybe when they turn off, I'll tell you. Uh, so just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of fun to just try a bunch of things and see what sticks, right. right? And so I'm the content is most important to me to be able to share and kind of figure out how to scale though too because I'm like one person behind the brand and there's a couple employees and how do we how do we scale this? So some of the products um and it might be more online content and figuring out ways to be able to do that as well yeah. and and just we'll see. We got now, some exciting things in 20. Now what about like just how many people try to hire you to make a cake for them? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll still get asked, but pe- most people know I don't do that. No. no. Uh-uh. Okay. So I'll give you all the tools, recipes, everything you need to know to, wow. to do it yourself. And that's awesome. Um, it was fun to partner with Last Course. So they licensed, I licensed my recipes to right. them for about six months before they closed. I didn't work Anybody out. Know? I just found out yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah, I know. They called I told me. You. Oh, yeah, you yeah. told me. Two da- it was like two days ago. I was so sad. That was a bummer because people I were like, where do I place. get your cake? I know. Right. That was the first time I'd heard it. about your cakes. Oh, okay. From there. Yeah. And uh, well, now we have her phone number. Them. Yeah, <laughs> we got them right here. Right if she here. likes barbecue. I do like barbecue a lot. <laughs> like you know, we could we maybe do some trading. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't need to decorate mine. I just wanted to taste it. Like, I wanted right. to make. I won't a take a picture of it. Cake. Yeah. Hey. I thought about um, more cake. of like a, a. I've done a cake on a Traeger. Yeah. I've smoked my peach crisp cake awesome. on the Traeger. Cooked it there. Um, but I thought about like a cornbread cake Yum. um i had the best ice cream at van lewin um that had this corn kind of cream corn element to it Whoa. i was like that's kind of a cool texture and <laughs> flavor in there yeah right Ooh, that have good. you been to van lewin ice cream by the way I or haven't. salt and straw it was salt and straw actually where is that uh well salt and straw started in portland i believe and is they're all over now but they have one in southern california a couple oh, of them wow. and just like cool flavors like a cracked pepper corn cream ice cream wow. They're awesome. How often are people up. trying to do like collaborations with you or, or do you reach out? Do you enjoy that? Or do you just um, like focusing on what you're doing? I, I, this year have been focusing more on my business rather than doing collaborations or giveaways. I'm more selective. I should say with them now, not that I won't do them, um, but I'm more selective. I feel like I probably, I don't want to ever overload my audience with things that I'm trying to sell them, especially if that's outside of what I'm already doing. Sure. Um, so when I worked with this MBA group on the project, one of the feedback or one of the items of feedback that came back was ad free was one of the the columns. And so I really appreciated that because I don't want them to feel like they're coming to Instagram and it's another ad after another ad. Right. I want them to come and have my content and for most of the part free. Huh. Looks well, I noticed today you posted you're doing something with chip. Yeah, well, so a year, a little over a year ago, they asked me to collaborate on a cookie flavor. So you know how they always have like a different cookie. Right. Fla- they've got their original and a different cookie flavor. So it was a year and a half ago um, that they reached out. And I said, oh, yeah, what if we did one based on my Biscoff cake? And so I told them what was in my Biscoff cake. And they said, awesome, we'll make a cookie out of it. And I went and taste tested. We figured it out. It was great. It was one of their best selling cookies. They have brought it back again since then. And then it was just named one of their most popular for the four that they're bringing really? back this Sound month. Chip's cool. my favorite. I love it. So, oh, you need to try we the Biscoff chip. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm so such a good. chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. Like it, it's There's my nothing favorite like, dessert. And the I fact totally. it delivers warm to my door. It's yeah. crazy. 
Way to go, Doesn't Jeff. even seem real. Yeah, that <laughs> their uh, chocolate coconut one that's on the list for uh-huh. this, that one's one of my favorite too. Oh, have wow. you had that one from uh-huh. Chip? No, I, I'm telling you, I don't venture, like when I have my thing, Yeah, it's hard. I'm like a warm chocolate chip cookie. I don't. I don't Dark chocolate always milk. tries to get, okay. <laughs> so, this is going to say a lot I'm about like our a, friendship I'm right now. I'm kind of like a nor. I, Honestly, I'll take like the semi-sweet or dark chocolate usually yeah. first because it's more classic, right? But I don't mind milk chocolate No, either. I think people assume milk chocolate most. I'm dark right. chocolate. No, right? I am too. Semi-sweet choc- may- I can do, but mm-hmm. I want dark chocolate with a little right. bit of salt sprinkled yeah. on top of my cookie. A little more bitter. A little. Mm-hmm. It's To me, it's a, I mean, it's real chocolate, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's Balance out the sweetness from that brown it's sugar. It's amazing. We need to stop talking about this. <laughs> are, are we hungry yet? Yeah. Yes. My God. Answer is yes. So what kind of advice do you give for people that maybe aren't in the cake world that are wanting to start a business today? Because I'm sure you get asked a lot with what you're doing. So what type of advice do you give them? Um, Most of the people that reach out, they're like, I want to do this. What do I need to do? It's like, just start. Just get started. Just put yourself out there. I think it's important. Like Instagram wants to see pretty pictures, but you don't have to have an amazing uh, camera for that. Get really good lighting natural lighting in your iPhone, you can get some good pictures, right? right? So start there. But I think start teaching yourself. You you have to do the research. Um, you can't expect that it's going to happen overnight, right? Like my growth in the first year was 10,000 followers. And then it was like 50,000 by year two, 100,000 by year three. And I'm at 280 something year four. Like it, it's I gradual. social media. We well, I'm at thousand. I think Anna would hope that you would say, "I'm going to get better." I am going to get better. better. We're going to get better. Yeah, and I think it's intimidating. It's like you got to just do it. You got to be yourself on there. Right. Um. If it ever feels forced, it's forced. Don't do it. Don't do it at that moment. Like, and if the post feels forced, rethink it. Give yourself a second. Be consistent. Um. With what you're posting, your voice and your posting, how you're posting, the times. Um. You know, and just be mindful that you're really just. I think being yourself is what most people want to see. I think some For of my sure. best posts are when I'm talking about life sucking and yeah. kids like not behaving, a real person right? At that time. Yeah, relatable. And so hopefully that always comes across um, in my content. It's well, like, it's healthy on Instagram because everybody just, it's like a travelogue. It's all the best things. Yeah. So I think we like it naturally when people kind of give us everything. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Was that natural for you when you started doing it? Like just to be able to share like that? Yeah, I always just, I mean, there's times where I feel kind of motivated or inspired to share some personal things. And I think there's a reason for that. And um, yeah, I just always, how else are you going to get to know people if you don't open up, right? You've got to. And so I've learned that lesson over the years and even before Instagram. um, And so I was just able to carry that over to social media. Well, I'm sure understanding, yeah, understanding all that broadcasting and it's that, that had to help a ton know what people want yeah a little bit i think a a big thing that we would talk about with like talent at a television station as we're working with just their on-camera presence um is and another great analogy for for social media and for your writing is when the anchor if they're kind of struggling to connect we try to really focus on like okay who's your one audience member who's your who's your person who's your consumer and you look at all your research and you're like well it's Joanne from Sandy, Utah. She's 40. She's got this income, this many kids, right? Talk to Joanne. Talk to her. Think of just her. Well, of course you have more viewers than just Joanne from Sandy, Utah, right? Um, And it carries over. And then all of a sudden the connection you have with one person is a connection to multiple ones, right? And so 
my point from the get-go was like, if I can connect with just one person and change just one person's life through cake, right. done my job. Who is then your I'm person super, to talk to? Well, I don't know. Someone like me. It was it was someone who's like a young mom who needed her own passion, her own hobby, her right. own escape, something for herself. Um, and just kind of talking to my old self a little bit. I think is kind of my person. And um, it's cool to see when you, when you focus on the one and you're less worried about the big numbers, your growth I think is greater. Right. Well, that's right. what Anna says, right? Mm -hmm. She told me that the other night. Well, she's like, I'm you as just smart as Anna. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, you, you just got to talk to one person. I'm like, who? <laughs> and, but you're right. I, I like your explanation because yeah. it's like, I just need to talk to me. Like, yeah. you know, whoever I, you know, the guy that was just getting into barbecue and was just excited about it, mm -hmm. what info I needed. And what did I need to know? What would you tell yeah. your old self, right? right? You get asked that question in business. It's like, that is exactly what you should be telling. I'd your, say your you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. And Steve Carlston. It's, it's yeah. something, that I came, <laughs> something that I came up with about 10 years ago. 10 and it's years. really, uh, you guys, it's through. so embarrassing. It's true, though. <laughs> I legit until my 30s thought that was my dad's quote. I'm going to find a Wayne Gretzky autograph picture. With that quote on it. Yeah. And I'm going to frame it. And I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> yep. My and I'm going to put. Send it to your dad. And your dad. Okay. It's really Wayne Gretzky and your dad. Is my dad would have a lot of stuff like this. You've right. got all your sports things. And I'm pretty sure some of them he signed himself. Just we would always <laughs> joke. We're like, dad, there's no way. But I, as a younger Courtney in high school, my brother and I would give him a hard time. We're like, you signed that. That looks like That's your signature. So you know? And he's like, no, I didn't. And no, like he, he's met a, a lot of cool people and. and in right. his journey and so he probably did get their signatures but now i'm like maybe not because it wasn't your quote <laughs> so what the hell dad i can't trust anything you say <laughs> I, just... I love that wayne gretzky's six foot tall right behind you for that story like actually in the room <laughs> he's here that's really funny oh my god i have a family member that may or may not have signed his own baseball cards as a kid and sold them to his friends autographed i won't say who hey they're, they're an <laughs> entrepreneur hustler, man. look at that that's right making things happen he is at a, a young successful age. person now so <laughs> criminal <It> or ceo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait what'd you just say criminal or ceo yeah, criminal or ceo that's the add that's what defines somebody with add <laughs> you're one or, you're one or the other generally what a story that's very cool do you have any more? I don't think so. That was awesome. I just want to eat the rest nice. of the cake. I know. It's such a cool story. And the it's sweet so potato is my favorite, I think. Thank you. See, I my think I'm the pistachio, the Whoville cake. Did you get There's, some? There is a pretty... Okay. Don't worry about him. Okay? <laughs> Listen, he's fine. Everyone It's over there on the side. No, I agree. <laughs> no, it's, so, it, it, it's just another really cool story that if you find something, especially the mom thing, we've kind of been on that theme lately where... Yeah, you had moms want to make their own money yeah. and they want to, you know, they, they kind of need their own voice and their own passion. And, and sometimes being a mom, it's just so hard to balance that. And I think it's so important to find that thing. I think you feel lost sometimes because you're like, I'm yeah. supposed to be a mom. This is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. I was working doing this other job and I did. I just felt lost. Right. I felt like I didn't Groundhog even, Day. Right. I didn't even know that I had lost a little bit of myself until I'd started doing cakes sure. and started finding some joy in something else. And I don't think a mom should ever feel guilty that I need something other than my children and my mom oh, life. Like absolutely no. Not. And I I'm all about like no mom guilt. I, I work and I have worked and my kids see how I help provide for the family. They see how I followed my dreams. And I my kids will say, Such Mom, do you think example. I could like build roller coasters? Yes. Yep. Do you think I could be in the NBA? Yes. Absolutely. Right. Work your butt off? Yes, you can. 
<laughs> Absolutely right. No, and that's and right? that's totally true. It's like the Muns, you know, that their parents are always like that. Like we want to be country singers. Raising Wild, they were on to the, the, yeah. the release today. Yeah, go for it. They went from every little phase. Like we want to be country singers. Well, you're going to be the best country singers ever. What what can we do to help? Yeah, and you know, just be supportive. And that and that's the thing. You never know what will stick. Mm-hmm. But if you find something that you love, like you didn't start making cakes to make money and to get a quarter million plus followers and to be in Oprah that. magazine. Yeah. and But when you love something, you're going to outwork 99% of the people that do that something. And that's the key right there. Yep. And that's what's going to make. Putting in the effort. Because a lot of people think, oh, follow your passion. And there's a, something to that, but you've got to follow something it's you're passionate about doing. Oh, right. yeah. Like well, you've got to be able to it, put in the work day in and day out. When you're passionate, it's not work. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference. Right? Like it, yeah. And things, like there have been some ups and downs and when doing the boxes, like um, people I've been working with and vendors, right? Fulfilling my boxes, things that don't work out. Sure or boxes getting stuck in customs and I don't even have them here to ship the first boxes in January. Like wow. suck. <laughs> yeah. Who else is, are you going to keep going after that? Or do you call it quits? Like there has been so many times I'm like, what am I doing? Yep. I'm away from my family. I'm not sleeping. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And you do start to build on the guilt and you start to have the self doubt. And then you've got to get back and remind yourself about the one and about why you started and like remind yourself, no, I love this so much that even if it sucks right now and things aren't going well, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to change, shift my yep. focus, right? Um, still stay in my lane, but hopefully kind of make some some changes and business choices that will move on for the better. Yeah, you learn from it and improve from it. And, and that's yeah. I mean, that's just, that's yeah, how it goes. Totally. You're going to learn. It's uh, again, raising wild. Yeah. You know, when that lady, like right before their first photo shoot, just quit. Like the person fabricating all their stuff and and they just, just got like, on google started calling people yeah. and found some crazy awesome designer and i love their story you just never mm-hmm. you just and that's just it like you know especially when you get to your level i mean you start dealing with the haters and the keyboard warriors and you know i'm sure you've had some I, of that you know what i have I, I we've got a good community of cake people that are like really kind i knock that's on wood awesome. like i don't have a lot of people coming at me it's like good and i think my people on there would be like hey there's not even i don't even think i'd have to say anything nor would i right right That's but um i they just wanted to be a space for like hey this is a happy place supportive place and it's been that and i feel very fortunate because it's been a cool community they ha- if i can't get to a question they help each other out in the comments That's and they're like awesome. oh courtney says this maybe try that it's so cool and i just All go back courtney and say, Thank ambassadors you. yeah no That's really pretty cool <laughs> I want Bam Bam's ambassadors. <laughs> this is what Cameron would say. This, this is what Courtney like, would say. Right. Yeah. I would say that. Thank yeah. you. And it's like, wow, you've been here since day one or, you know, the second right. year or whatever, and you followed along and, and we've had this journey together. It's like watching uh, your favorite television show, right? And like seeing Modern Family, everyone grow up and you feel like you're a part of it, right? Right. And they're on their last season. I and I hate that it's going to be over. I know. I'm so sad. Their Christmas one was Me and Cam are just, Cam and Cam, you know, <laughs> not happy he's going to be gone. Dang it, now I'm depressed. Shoot, well, eat more. I'll, eat, bite. I'll eat some cake. Take a bite. I'll cheer up. I'll cheer up <laughs> You'll be fine quick. in a second. Oh, man, you're so much fun. Thank you well, for thank coming. You for coming on. On. Thanks, you guys, for having me. What a blast. So awesome. Follow, find her at Cakes by Courtney. Oh, no, S. Cake, cake by cake Courtney. By... Oh, Sorry to just shut you down real quick, but no. the branding is important. It is It's like important. saying Illinois. You yeah. Know, when you're in Illinois. So I was like, born uh, in Chicago. Uh, uh, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Uh, do you know what? Cakes by Courtney was taken when I started Instagram, and so I was like, all right, cake 
by Courtney sounds yeah. chic. I'm going to go with that. Hey, you don't and mass produce either. No, no, You're one no, cake no. at a time. Cake, cake by Courtney. By Courtney. It's like Lego. Yeah. We learned that you don't call it Legos. Yeah. It's Lego. There you go. I learned something every day. Man, we have learned some cool stuff in here, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Man, we're so cultured. You're awesome. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for you the guys. Cake.